BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. And I'm touring. Like, that's what's going to be happening. Like the next Maggie I'll Rogers. be married. I would love to. Uh, Maggie. Maggie, honey child, let me open for you. I will write three songs. I'll send them your way. <laughs> Maggie, if you're listening, I love you. Maggie, if you're listening, hi. Can I have tickets? I'm over here like asking for an opening spot on our tour. And you're like, can we just come back to the concert? Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back for another episode of The Gals Guide. Welcome back. So it was Christmas yesterday. Yeah, it's the day after Christmas. Merry Christmas to all. Merry Christmas. We I hope you had you a great have... one. Yeah, exactly. And we're, this is, is this going to be the last? No, this is not the last episode of the new year, is it? It, yeah, is. it is. Wow. Okay. I know. That's so weird to think about. Like, I know. It's already over. And then like January, which is next week it's known like as like the longest month i, I know like, the entire year yeah there's like no really any no breaks no. nothing <laughs> but i can't believe 2019's over but how was your christmas it was good my family's so interesting i feel like yeah like, i love my mom's side of family because like it's it's small i can follow like the lineage of like who is who and like how we're all related yeah whereas my dad's family it's like huge and i like I just call everybody my cousin because like, I don't know how we're related. <laughs> but actually, I had a story I wanted to tell you. So on Christmas Eve, we always go over to my dad's uncle's. So like my great uncle, I guess he is. I don't know. Yeah. Something like that. We went over to his uncle's house and that's where we all gather at for um, Christmas Eve. And like, I am definitely one of the few like liberals in my family. Okay. So like... That was always exciting and fun, like, just being around all that, especially in this political climate. But then uh, I was just ready to go by the end of the night, and then I'm sitting downstairs talking to, like, some of my cousins and everything, and, like, she asked it, like, she started listening to the podcast, and she was wanting to know about, like, my dating life that I frequently oh, talk about. yeah, yeah. And then I, we realized that the 30-year-old I was dating, the musician, is friends with my other cousin, <laughs> oh so that was fun and he was like he's like you dated so-and-so i was like yeah i, I did. did oh how my gosh you know? like, how, how, how'd you know that i was telling my other cousin there's a lot of cousins there's a lot of cousins <laughs> over here <laughs> i was telling um him uh i was like yeah i dated like his friend and like it, he was super weird though he's like what do you expect he's friends 
with your cousin. I don't want to say his name, but he's yeah. like, he's friends with him. Plus, he works at this like really indie hipster movie theater. He's or he's he's like he's like does he work there or is he just like a fan of it? I was like, oh, he's the manager of it. He's like he is in charge. He's like, what did you expect then? <laughs> like you set yourself up for like this to fail. Yeah. <laughs> like what did you expect you were gonna get out of this? Like a normal human being? No. And so I was like, fair enough. So oh my gosh. But the thing is also too, he my cousin's also friends with one of the guys that was in my class, I like the one I think is dropped dead gorgeous, mm-hmm. but he like sadly dropped out. He was friends with him too. Interesting. Like, my cousin used to do his music videos. Okay. That's also how my cousin knows the guy I dated too. Like he used to do his music videos wow. as well. Wow. What a small town we live in. God, it's so bad. <laughs> small world. It's so bad. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. I was like, I was like, what would have happened if I had just shown up at Christmas, like, with one of his friends and, like, he had no idea? Just imagine. Like, that would just be a- so weird. But, no, how was yours, though? It was good. Um, we do a Christmas Eve at my mom's side of the family, so that was, that's always fun. Um, they were going to New York on Christmas, so I was so jealous. I'm jealous. And then we do, like, our own little family thing Christmas morning, which is always a good time. Wait, do they get to go see the tree in Rockefeller Center? I think, I think they probably were going to try to. It, it's so funny because oh my our gosh. friend. Our friend, oh, bless his heart. William we Henson. love him. William Henson, we love him. And we're giving him a shout-out because he's a musician. Go check him out yeah. like, on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, but <laughs> he posted on his, like, Instagram, all he's ever wanted to do is see... <laughs> the Rockefeller tree lit up. And so, like, he Ubered to, like, he was in New York City, but he yeah. Ubered to Rockefeller Center at 1.30 a.m. to see the tree because it's his lifelong dream. And he was like, did you know they turned it off? It's a picture of him in front of an unlit tree. <laughs> Bless <Sad>. his heart. <laughs> then he finally got to go back. But it was so funny. I was just like, I just Bless. Like, did you know they turned it off? Did you know they turned it off? Because I didn't. <laughs> Here I am in front of an unlit tree. I didn't know that he did either, though. I didn't either. But, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, because, like, fire has yeah like, that's the only thing to think of because electricity like, that yeah doesn't, that doesn't matter to them yeah so they were going to new york so i'm super jealous they're there right now um and then we went to my dad's parents and did our little christmas thing so it was really fun and then i got to see my boyfriend which i've never seen a guy that i've dated on christmas wait not even when you had like your ex Mm-mm. weird i know yeah at least i don't think we did i don't know i don't really remember but yeah so that was fun um yeah it was kind of low-key but no revelations like always a good time no 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 revelations oh my dog went viral on tiktok oh my gosh yeah chloe (laughs) chloe made her debut like there's literally as we're recording this right now i think that there are eighty thousand views of her on uh this one tiktok video i did i just used someone else's audio and yeah, 92,000 views. Wow, I'm done. Honestly, I love, you know, I've been making comedy content on there. I've been getting like a couple thousand, like two, three, not much. And then I upload my dog and she just basically She's steals viral. my spotlight. It's fine. I said, just put her in all your TikTok it's videos. Fine. The internet wants her, not me. It's whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I guess. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but no, uh, so it's like the end of the year as we yes, were talking about. It is. And... I feel like we also want to do, like, we want to talk about today's episode, but we also want to do a little recap yeah. of our year because, I mean, you guys have been involved in our lives for the past couple months. We know you mm-hmm. we haven't been with you long, but we really wanted to, like, highlight some of the stuff that we feel like has been, like, our best accomplishments of this year yeah. and just do a, a little recap. Uh, I think, for one, we started the podcast, which yeah. is a huge thing for us. Uh, we talked about it literally all year. We talked about it for a very long time, and I was on the fence. 
about it. I don't know why. I think I was just nervous. I don't know why. I don't either. <laughs> we literally do this like all every single time we hang out. So I'm like, why you not? You also like have YouTube and you're a performer. Like, I know. I know. <laughs> I don't know. Talking is just like it's different. You talk all the time. Yeah, but like talking in front of people. <laughs> you're but I'm not even a- to. <laughs> you're talking to me. We're in front of mics. <laughs> But we did it. I'm so we proud did. of us. We did. I'm so proud. I'm glad. Um, I uh, started therapy and I stuck with it. Yeah. Um, that was my New Year's resolution actually for um, 2019 was to start therapy. I started it in January and I have kept with it and I feel like I've grown a lot and learned a lot about myself. Definitely. Um, I started Pure Bar and mm-hmm. I really got stuck with a rigorous like workout routine. I've lost 10 pounds since May. Yay, that's awesome. Good for you. Um, I didn't start working out till May, but you know, it's at least I started. Yeah, so you that's did. what matters the most. Literally, it's you you have to start. If you don't yeah. start, well, you I'm, can I, always say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. I started at the gym like in mm-hmm. May and yeah. like just doing that all the time was exhausting because I hate lifting weights in yeah. the gym. I don't know how to work any of those machines. I feel like everyone's judging me because I'm this small, shrimpy little girl. <laughs> and everybody's just like, what does this girl do and try to lift weights over here? Like, Because I can barely lift like 15 pounds. Like, I cannot pick up a child. God bless the day I have a child. I'm not going to be able to pick them up for long. <laughs> but- <laughs> We're going to have to sit you down, Susie. <laughs> so- <laughs> but I... You knew that just doing, like, cardio was not going to get me anywhere. Yeah. So I started doing Pure Bar uh, just because I saw, like, some people talked about it. Yeah. And I heard my friends do it. And I thought maybe this sounded like something I would be really good mm-hmm. at since I came from a ballerina technique training um, in my life. And I really loved it. And I kept up with it. It's expensive. It is expensive. But it's worth it. Because she made I'm, me go to the first class with her. <laughs> I did. Uh, it was fun though. Alone. I really liked it. Yeah. But I, I mean, I've had biceps now. Like mm-hmm. I have muscle and I can see when I'm working out and I've never seen any muscles on me whatsoever. Yeah. So I'm super proud of that. And I, and that you've stuck with it. Yeah. That's well, awesome. That was the thing too. That's a, like, that's a big thing. That's a thing. I feel like having like spending money on classes yes Mm -hmm. it sucks Mm -hmm. but it makes me accountable because if i don't show up to that class like i get penalized like i get charged twenty dollars because of a late like for a cancellation fee for like Mm -hmm. being a no-show like they charge me twenty dollars because that's someone else's spot that could took in the class yeah so it makes me get and i will schedule the classes at 7 a.m so it makes me get up and get out of bed and get going um and i schedule them like way like I think scheduling it way prior than just deciding, oh, I'm going to go. Yeah. Because then it's on your calendar. I schedule it like when I'm in a good mood. Yeah. And then you're like, crap, what was I doing? And it's like, no, like I have to go or or I'm going to get charged $20 because you can only cancel like the class like four hours in advance. Yeah. Um, And I really like enjoy it and I actually feel like I'm getting a workout um, Mm -hmm. when I do it. And it's, I do it every Monday morning at 7 a.m. I only do it once a week. Sometimes I'll do it twice a week, but really I only do it once a week. And then other times I'll do like other workout mm-hmm. routines um, yeah whether that's like yoga or like and I'll do, if i do yoga i'll do yoga at home and i'll yeah. just watch yoga with adrian on youtube uh and, or i do like cardio like at the gym uh so either one of those but i feel like it's yeah it's worked uh i still want more i still want to lose more weight and it's not like a certain like you number. have like a number yeah no because it's like well i'm at the number i wanted to be at and it was a number that i was at in undergrad and that's what I wanted to get back at. And it's now just like, I just want to tone my body. Like, yeah. I just see like the areas that I want to work out at and get healthier with. But I think one of the bigger things was, <laughs> for my recap of the year, was besides those three great things that I did, I 
I, I did spend half this year, even though like it wasn't literally half the year. It was six months in a toxic relationship, and then I got dumped. Yeah. Uh, that was, I mean, when I look back in 2019, that's one of the things I primarily looked at and think about uh, because it was majority of the year. Like it was six months. Like it was from March until August. So like middle of the year and the first half, like I was thriving, like I was single, I was living my life still. I didn't really like have anybody like on my mind or anything like that. And then in the middle of it, I fell in love with somebody who didn't really deserve it. And then the last half I've spent my, like my time, like recovering from that relationship and trying to learn from it. And it's been exhausting (laughs) as you guys have probably heard from this podcast. And I feel like I've I've done things that have been toxic and damaging to my mental health and, like, my worth when it comes to dating, but it's stuff that I know, like, going into New Year that I need to work on. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I probably would say that, like, my lowest point of the year was crying in a bar, sober, on my birthday. Yeah. That was my low. That was rock bottom for me. That that was rock bottom. But my highest point of the year was definitely finishing um, the pilot episode uh, script for my television series and then getting another web series into production. So something that was career related. It was really yeah. hard for me to think of like my highest point of the year because I feel like I panicked. Mine, mine's still blank. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. I don't know. Like, to me, it's so easy to think of my lowest point, but it's yeah. so hard to think of what my highest achievement was. But like in 2018, I could easily pinpoint it. Like it was getting mm-hmm. into grad school, something like that. Yeah. So like... I really think it, tr- it contributes to something that is involved in my... Because I so self-identify with my career mm-hmm. that I think that, yeah, like that probably has to be like what my highest point would be, would be something that's related to my career for sure. Yeah, definitely. What about you though? What is what is your Ugh, recap for recap. the year? Well, we started the podcast, like yes. you said, so that was really exciting. Um, something uncomfortable for me, but mm-hmm. has become a normal. I started writing music again, which was a really big thing because I like stopped doing that. Um, when I was dating my ex and I just, I don't know, it was weird. So I started writing again and my new year's resolution actually last year was to write music for an EP, which I've been talking about for like, what, like five Ever. years now? <laughs> Ever. Forever. I keep telling you, make like, do what Olivia O'Brien did and make mini mixtapes. I know. I, I honestly think I might just do that. Well, like, it's like three songs mm-hmm. and it's like all correlated So to it's like mood. not as much pressure to yeah. like put out this huge thing. But I do finally have five solid songs that I've written. It's parts of me and stories that I just need to get out before mm-hmm. I can kind of like move forward, I guess, mm-hmm. with my music. Mm-hmm. And so William Hinton, the guy that we were talking about, he actually has done a lot of my um, recording and mastering and mixing and producing. And so I'm hoping to work with him. Um, mm-hmm. cause I just love his style. If you haven't checked out his music, you really should. Go listen to proximity. It's my yeah, favorite proximity. And I like self-love. That's a really yes. good one too. Ireland's also good too. Yeah. He's just really cool. He has a really unique style. If you like the 1975. Yes. Um, or the Beatles. Yes. you like it, which are very contrasting. I, I know, know. But, but he is like, he's so interesting. Um, he has the music stylings of 1975, but the lyrics of like the Beatles, I think. Yeah. William Henson. Go check him out. I also started Cardio Bar, which is similar to Pure Bar, but it incorporates um, a lot of cardio. More cardio, yeah, more cardio. <laughs> so um, it's like it's um, literally a it's whole pure bar body. And power. It's like Pure Bar and it's, Power. Yeah, it's like a whole body workout. Yeah. Um, I go twice a week. Well, I try to go twice a week. My work schedule is kind of funky on the second day that I go, mm-hmm. but I've been trying to go to the gym more. I'm working out like in between classes, um, and like in total, I've lost 15 pounds this year. Mm-hmm. I've put on a couple just from like the holidays and like eating and like that's just something that's happened but I used to like 
every, at the beginning of every year, I'm always like, healthy lifestyle, drink water, cut out everything. <laughs> and like, I never follow through, no. never follow through. Or I'm like, work out six times a week. Like, that's just not me. Like my sister works out every single day. I mean, she is a she's gym. I mean, she, she's it great. It shows. It shows. She is so, she's very toned she's and fit. so good about it. Um, she's very dedicated, but like, I'm like, if I can make it four times a week, like that's well, good I for me. To four point, to five. I like, got to the point where it's like if I don't go to Pure Bar Mondays mornings, like it, it feels messes weird. Messes up your week. It feels yeah, weird. Yeah, I go to cardio bar Mondays and Thursdays, so I'll go tonight. But yeah, so I've I've really enjoyed that. I've also kind of found like a love for working out. Like it's a really good stress relief. I listen to podcasts while I'm working out. Like it's just mm-hmm. like a nice like me time where I don't have to focus on um, anything else. So what else? Oh, I started dating my boyfriend oh, at God. the beginning of the year. <laughs> We're actually about to celebrate our one year anniversary. Um, um, yeah, I just, I really adore him. Like I, he's just, he's so great. And I think he really brings out the best in me. But I think the lowest point of my year was falling out of love with my job. Um, yeah. Which actually led me to getting a new job that I really like. Um, Do you think that's the highest point is getting your new job though? Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I I don't I don't identify so much with my career, I guess. Like it's not Cuz your music's more I yeah, yeah music is more of like my passion. Um but I do love my career. I just I don't I know. I would say honestly like for you <laughs> You hit your high point, like, on New Year's Day, which was getting, like, your boyfriend. Honestly, I was going to say that, but I was like, that is so cheesy. Like, but I honestly feel like dating him this year has been, like, the high point. Like, I mean, like, if my ex yeah, wasn't an asshole, yeah. and if he hadn't dumped me, and, like, he instead he asked me to be his girlfriend, like, I that would have been my highest point. But, yeah. like, I, I, I he think, was an asshole. I think that, I think that relationship has been my high point of the year like he pushes me to be like definitely your yin to your yes he he is like he's he's really great um and we just yeah he centers me he brings out the best of me he pushes (laughs) me he won't let me settle for less so yeah i think i think that would probably be my high point yeah but but as far as a decade which is speaking of your boyfriend i want to we're gonna get into that (laughs) But it's funny. I it's also not only is it in the year, it's also the end of a decade. I know, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. And as far as like ten year span, like what has happened? For one, I mean, there's been a jump in technology. I mean, we all have iPhones now. Yeah. Uh, Instagram and Snapchat were born. Yeah. We had Vine, and then we sadly lost it because we didn't appreciate it enough. I really miss Vine. <laughs> TikTok, you know the one that the, the vine that was we were talking about on Which christmas one? mary chrysler mary, mary, mary chrysler mary chrysler <laughs> mary crisis i love i love her i miss her the tiktok's not the same because you you don't have that six seconds that was, I know. A, that was you the can beauty make, of vine mm-hmm. is that you only had six seconds to, to be make creative exactly whereas with tiktok you have 15 15 seconds to like a minute i know and yeah. so there's a lot more you can do yes but it's not as one like America has a very short uh, like attention span, so like I think that's one reason why Vine did great. But I mean, just the thing like uh, the amount of creativity you had to have in six seconds to make it work, insane. yeah. And I I loved it, and it was just little bitty bits of enjoyment. But I think TikTok is it's 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 almost there, but it's not the same. Yeah, it will never be. It's the same. fun. I just I try not to get on it. But I want to I want to do a decade recap for both of us. So what was what is okay. your decade recap? Oh God, um, two thousand nine. Okay, two thousand nine. I was a freshman in high school. Um, baby Hannah. I know. I was a little I was a little child. What is that like 14, 15? 
I was fourteen. I was probably my year. fourteen, tur- like about to turn fifteen. Yeah, because you were you were in your freshman year, going to your sophomore year. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, we started older. in January. Yeah, I started a YouTube channel in October two thousand nine. Oh, wow. So like exactly in two thousand nine. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was the first year I did it. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> Literally no idea. I know I posted covers. Um, (laughs) I actually haven't posted on YouTube in a minute. Honestly, I don't know if I will anymore. I'm just kind of like... It's a weird space now. I feel like I'm just sort of sick of singing other people's songs. Like, no, respect. Like, I like like doing covers. Like, if I were to play live shows, hopefully in 2020, um, like I'll do covers because people love that. Yeah, but it it would be like me writing just like fanfics. Yeah, of other people's work. Like, I don't want to do that all the time. Yeah, like I don't. Not that I do fanfics. I know people who do. Yeah, like it would be like me just like making parodies. Right. Yeah. Like of other people's content. It just gets old after a while, and like. I don't know. I'm just, I think, I feel like I'm over my YouTube. I don't know. We'll see. But, um, okay, let's see what else. 2009. At the end of 2009, I started dating my current boyfriend. And now you're dating <laughs> and again. And now we're dating again. That's LOL. so weird. It's <laughs> so weird to think. Like, that it's is a, true a decade, decade recap. recap. <laughs> that is a decade recap in a nutshell. Like, did you think at the end of that relationship you would be back here at the state? I don't know. I mean, I kind of always hoped. I mean, yeah. Like, I talked about it all the time. I was like, I really feel like he was the person I was supposed honestly, to date, but honestly, like, I don't know. Honestly, if we're being real, your family, me, we all, like, great, because we didn't meet in 2009. We met until like 2011. Yeah. But like, just thinking back, I just think of that Paul Rudd meme <laughs> where it's like, look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. That's everybody's reaction to Hannah's relationship. I no know. one ever. No, none of us saw it like coming. Like, we never thought that they would get yeah. back together. I know. I didn't either. I mean, I think I like. I think deep you down, hoped? I hoped. I hope that we would, or at least reconnect in some way. But, yeah. but yeah. So it's been. It's been a. It's been a wild thing. Um, let's see. I spent most of the decade in high school. In school, high school, undergrad, graduate school. Um, I graduated from high school in 2012. Graduated from undergrad in 2016, and then I finally graduated from graduate school in May 2018. Um, and then I kind of took the summer off and started a job, a full time job, in August 2018. And I worked there for about a year and a half. And then that's when I was like, mm, not for me. And then I switched jobs, and I just started a new job in November. Mm-hmm. You're a lot um, more happier, I feel like. Yes, time. I am definitely more happier. I feel very light. Yeah. Um, a lot of stress Weight has been lifted off your yes, shoulders has yeah, been we get that i also what else i do i auditioned for the voice three different times i feel like that was pretty that's a prevalent that was theme. a prevalent theme in uh, my decade yes. i really wanted to be on a singing show <laughs> <laughs> well i mean was american idol still around at the beginning of the year like the beginning yes of the when i was when i turned 16 i auditioned for american idol yeah so like, I've, i auditioned for american idol three times as well yeah, i just and the voice premiered like in this mm-hmm. decade so i feel like singing and those like reality shows are no longer just like the kardashians kind of thing yeah reality shows have turned into live competitions mm-hmm. and that's been the prevalent dominant like dominating genre in modern television um this is emily the cinephile getting into uh, i was like details. here we go <laughs> the film <laughs> the film stuff but uh, yeah, re- but yeah reality competition has been a prevalent thing that's been in modern television and so i think especially american idol was american idol and survivor were the two that really kicked off yeah that whole thing and then project runaway obviously mm-hmm. uh so yeah like that's been a not only a recurring theme in your life i feel like it's been a recurring theme in america yeah uh which is what i mean there was the x factor too yep. there's so many like i shows. was so excited when i turned 16 that when pentatonix was on yeah oh that, so, that acapella one yeah, that sarah so barellis was a judge mm-hmm. 
There's so many singing like shows. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like so excited. Like I was so excited when I turned 16 to audition for American Idol. I think I auditioned three different times in like three different cities. And then I went to New York for The Voice for the first time. And I did like the big cattle call audition. Didn't get through. And then the three times that I auditioned after that, I was contacted by a talent producer and I kind of like bypassed the first round. Um, round. So I was at the callback round and you got to perform like in front of the um, junior producers with like a mic and lighting and all that. So it was a really cool experience. But not the show. Not the yeah. show. After that. Um, after that, you sign a contract. And, and you get to go on the show. And no. Like, oh. There's another. There's another round. Mm-hmm. And then you get yeah. to go sing in mm-hmm. front of Blake Shelton. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they, they, they have to handpick who they think is going to sell. Like, I mean, it, it is about the talent. Like they do have very talented mm-hmm. people on the show, but it's also about like how unique the person is, what their story is. Like we talked about that mm-hmm. and like a couple episodes ago. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's, but it was really fun. What else I do? Would you do it again? I don't know. It's coming to Durham in February. It's like, why not? I've thought about it. I'm like, it's like a two hour drive. Anyways, I also released my first real single in high school i don't know how to like describe it it's called alone um it's not on any streaming platform anymore (laughs) but if you purchased it back in the day like let a girl know i did yeah Yeah. it was about my current boyfriend what shocker what song is about about him let's be real yes but in 2018 in june i released released um did you even love me that's one of my singles and then i also the same guy did burning love about the same guy in october wow wow Hannah doesn't have a muse or anything no definitely not that's probably why i started writing again (laughs) (laughs) that's so embarrassing every artist has muse hey the bright side is you're with your muse not many times does that happen because i'm no i'm not dating my muse yeah sorry to anybody who's dating me in the future you're not my muse you're not my muse (laughs) i mean if you are like congratulations like i must really love you but like yeah like my muse is the guy that i was in love with in undergrad Mm -hmm. i he's still my muse to this day like i don't know it's just when you find that kind of person like it's really hard and they just like spark a certain energy yeah yeah exactly so i released both those in 2018 so i didn't do anything in 2019 and that's not good. <laughs> we I, trust me. Everything was lining up for us to do. You did release a cover mm. of Third Story, and oh, Third yeah, Story I broke did. up. I know. I was so <laughs> sad. I was like, "Dang it!" But I mean, we we will in twenty twenty before yes. I graduate. We, yes. we will release a music video. Something. Some, we, we I, I were, need something. We were on my focusing on other Hannah. things. Yes. <laughs> but in the next decade, I will be thirty five, and I better be married, and I better have kids on the way, and a damn. EP. Hopefully you have more than just an EP. Hopefully I'm like touring. <laughs> let's be real. No, like, let's, like, be, let's put that into the universe. Hopefully like you are. Hopefully your I'm on like off. my third album. I've signed a record deal. Maybe. I don't know. I'm a little iffy about that. I don't know anything about that. But uh, <laughs> and I'm touring. Like that's what's going to be happening. Like in the next Maggie I'll Rogers. be married. I would love to. Uh, Maggie. Maggie. <laughs> Honey child. Let me open for you. I will write three songs. I'll send them your way. <laughs> Maggie, if you're listening, I love you. Maggie, if you're listening, hi. Can I have tickets? I'm over here like asking for an opening spot on our tour, and you're like, can we just come back to the concert thing? Can I just do? Can I just make your music video for you? Thanks. Cool. What about your decade? Oh God. Okay. Recap. So I was in 2009. I was a sophomore going to my junior year. Uh, I'm a year older than Hannah. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was definitely thinking badly. This is definitely the decade of boys. Yeah. For me. <laughs> 
because I actually got my first boyfriend at the end of 2009. I was seeing this guy. This is going to, this is a personality change check. I was seeing this boy at my church, <laughs> which I mean, I'm not making fun of anything like that, but like, yeah. like that's who I was. Like I was a church girl, like a little Southern church girl. And I was seeing this boy that was in my youth group. <laughs> Wait, this is really weird. That's how my boyfriend and I met. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know. Well, we met in class, but like we both went to the okay, same I've church known your boy- I've, and That's weird because I've known your boyfriend. I knew your boyfriend <laughs> in the seventh grade. I knew her boyfriend before she knew her boyfriend. And I've known that, that boy in the seventh grade. He was probably weird. <laughs> he, oh my He's still God. weird. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have stories don't for your day? <laughs> that's great. <laughs> but no, I, I uh, my first kiss came at the end of 2009 on new year's eve Mm -hmm. uh with my first boyfriend he's now fat a cop and married nice (laughs) i'm hot in grad school and thriving and single but still thriving yes always thriving (laughs) i got my first car a little vw punch bug a blue one yes i also ended my first youtube career (laughs) channel uh not career channel but like my first youtube channel i had one with my best friend at the time caitlin which i am not going to tell you what the show is called if you find it on youtube congratulations it will i don't know how to delete the channel god i wish i could because it's so embarrassing literally it's i great. look back and i'm like hmm, why do i not have friends like at the first two years of high school i look back and i'm like mm, this is why like i was the definition of a weird kid like in my first two years of high school before hannah knew me honestly. yeah this is before our friendship yeah it's fine it's fine i was still in middle school i was a different person at that time like it's totally fine <laughs> but and then and 2019 i basically ended my other my own youtube channel again i haven't uploaded it since february and i don't know if i ever will wheel i can't talk today (laughs) y'all i don't know if i ever will i don't know if i ever will i would love to upload episodes of the podcast onto that channel i think so we can have another platform to get views on and promote the channel more but i don't know if i'll ever make beauty videos again i'm just not in that headspace anymore i just don't love it anymore i love fashion more i love lifestyle i just i love photography a lot more than i did making youtube videos i also just don't have the time like going making youtube videos is such a high production to the level that i am because i have so much film knowledge that i don't like making half-assed videos like if it's gonna come from me it's gonna have high quality content sound lighting everything and also i'm broke i can't afford to keep up with the makeup trends also i just don't like anything that's coming out lately so yeah i don't know if i ever will come back if i did everybody says i should come back and make commentary videos like cody co and noel which i am all for that like i'm i i love that kind of stuff and everybody says like who see my tiktok videos they're like mm-hmm. you know like you would be good at those kind of videos so I don't know, but I doubt it because I, lo- I love this podcast and this has been my main focus. I feel yeah. like this has been an outlet that I enjoy more. I definitely think so. We'll see. We never know. I never want to say never, but right. Yeah, I don't. I, the likelihood is very low. I'll say that. Uh, but I spent the entire decade in school except for 2016 to 2018. I graduated high school in 2011. I transferred colleges in 2012. I studied abroad in 2014. I graduated college in 2016, and I will graduate from grad school in the new decade in 2020. That's so exciting. Look at you. Like Who I said, no more, no more <laughs> lessons, no more classes after 2020. Like, after May 2020, we're not learning anymore. We're done learning. That's I don't so want any false. more life lessons. You are going to learn more. You <laughs> I learn don't want any day. more character development, though. Okay, no more characters. <laughs> Actually, there will be, probably. But I think this has been one of the most monumental decades of my life, mostly because... 
I can't remember the previous ones. <laughs> I was thinking back, like, what happened in the previous decade before this one? I don't... I mean, I remember, like, bits and pieces. I remember 9-11. Everybody does. <laughs> I remember being bullied in middle school. Um, I yeah. think that's one reason why. Like, I blocked out a lot yeah. of those decades because I hated them. Like, I had no friends. I was a loser. Like, oh. I just... I don't know. I just... And that's also... I was a child, so, like... <laughs> Yeah, we did. My memory sucks. Like, I don't remember a lot of my childhood. I think I may have suppressed a lot of stuff. Yeah, I only remember, like, bits and pieces of my childhood. But I think I, this has definitely been a weird decade. I th- but I think looking back, like, it will be one of the most monumental ones because yeah. I, I, there were so many firsts in this decade. And so much growth. Yeah. Oh, my God. Who I was. I know. That's what I was thinking. Like, that's th- that's a big thing is that. I grew so much. One, I didn't think I'd be exactly where I was. I thought I'd be on the Disney Channel by now. Like, I thought I would, <laughs> I thought I would be famous. Like, I let's thought, be real. I thought I'd be the next Taylor Swift. Real. I thought I was going to be famous at 21. I was going to have my own show on Disney Channel. It's fine. I'm not Selena Gomez. It's fine. <laughs> I'm not Taylor Swift either. It's fine. <laughs> uh, but we have big dreams. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm the kind of person, like, I know for a very small age that I would... I don't know. There's some people who don't think that they're meant to be famous, and this is not me. This is, I mean, this could be my Leo projecting out or whatever, but I don't know. There's always been something in me. And I've heard other people say this too, yeah. who are not Leos, uh, but are also ENFPs. If you follow Myers-Briggs, I know mm-hmm. Samantha Ravendahl. She is a YouTuber influencer. She is an ENFP. She's also, uh, she's not a friend, but like, she knows who I am. She so does know who you are. Yes. We're acquaintances. She has said before that she knew from a young age that she was meant to be not famous but like well known like she was meant for something bigger and that's how i've literally felt since i was a kid yeah like and i don't think it's because i'm an only child like there was just something inside of me that i knew i was meant to entertain i was meant to perform and be in front of crowds and be in front of people that's just something i've always been flawless at like yeah yeah entertaining people talking to people being in front of crowds like it's something i've never had an issue with and it's something that i was like i feel comfortable yeah on a stage i feel comfortable in front of a camera like why not build a career around that exactly uh so it's just something that's like i mean it's inherent for me to do so why not do it and Mm -hmm. i've I've actually i feel like i've actually pursued over the years granted my concentrations in that that you know goal has changed it originally started out with acting which i still want to act I, that's yeah. still a life goal for me. I still want an Oscar, but you know, the chances are very slim, but I have switched my direction towards that goal very differently where at the beginning of the year, it was like, oh, I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to move out to LA. I'm going to audition, audition, audition. Like that's my sole focus. Screw writing. Where it's halfway through that this decade, I fell in love with writing and I was mm-hmm. like, no, like I want to create the content that I want to be in as well. Yeah. Because the roles that I want are not being offered. They're not being written. So why wait for somebody else to write them when I could have all the capabilities of doing it myself? Yeah. And then putting myself in those shoes and definitely making my own destiny in that way. Boom. Mic drop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But in the next decade, I'll be 36. <laughs> I hope I have my shit together by then. <laughs> it's scary to think that like 10 years, is, it's 10 years away because 36 sounds so close. Yeah, like an it age. does. Mm-hmm. But 16 feels like like literal years ago. I mean, it literally was years ago. Yeah. But it feels like so long ago. Yeah. Like it doesn't it feel does. like I'm close to that age at all, but it's an equal distance. Distance, yeah. Yeah. So we talked about what we want to do and like a little bit about like our 
goals and aspirations we have for the coming decade but what are we leaving behind in 2019 and i'm curious to see what you guys also want to leave behind in 2019 i would love to hear from you guys in the facebook group and the facebook community i definitely feel like we could start a conversation about this and i would love to hear what your resolutions and what you're leaving behind in the new year uh is but what are you letting go of in 2019 um i think i'm letting go of negative mindsets that's still your happiness Mm. (laughs) because i do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Letting go of worrying. This is oh, something that you preach to me. My mom preaches to me. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend preaches to mm-hmm. me. I, I always preach it because, and as somebody who has anxiety, yeah, I, 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 I try not to worry because it's like if it's something I have no control over. That's the thing. If I have control over it, then I'll worry. But if I have zero control over how, what the situation is, yeah. why waste my time and energy worrying about something like that? And I think those are the things that I worry about the most, the ones yeah. that I can't control. And yeah. I don't know why I do that. I think that's just part of me. So I'm going to try really hard to let it go because worrying is literally praying for go. things you don't want. <laughs> it is. It's literally praying for things you don't want yeah, to happen. Like, I'm just like sitting here like manifesting something bad to happen. And yeah. I'm like, no. And no, we're, no. We're not speaking that to the universe. No, 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 no. no. Um, I'm going to let go of thoughts that don't make me feel strong or empowered. Yes. That's also. You, I mean, because I remember you told me before this podcast started, you were like, I don't think I'm a good business partner. I'm like, shut the I fuck know. up. <laughs> I was like, I was really like beating myself up. Like, I, don't I don't know, know why. if I should do this. I'm not a good business partner. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Just, Just stop talking. <laughs> stop talking. Do not do not say that about yourself. Do not say that about my best friend. No. Yeah. Stop. Um, and then this is something that my boyfriend tells me all the time. So I'm going to try really hard to let go of cheating on my future with my past because he always says that my future self needs me more yes. than my past. Yes. That's Can't what change it. Exactly. Gotta, gotta move forward. What uh, about you? What are you going to leave behind? I want to let go of anger <laughs> towards people who have scorned me. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Well, that was the thing, too. It was like, I really wanted to go into the new year not, which I know it's not going to be perfect, like getting over somebody and moving on. But I want to not focus like on that my past like that and not focus on how negative I feel uh, because it's not helping anybody. It's not helping right, me. Like, yeah. it's, I'm, it's not going to make them their life worse because I'm angry towards them. Like, even though I wish karma would go ahead and even everything out, but it's not going to do that. Right. So being a bigger person that way uh, and letting go of the fear of, for the unknown and taking one step at a time. Like, I don't know what the future holds for me after I graduate. I have plans that I want to fulfill, mm-hmm. but I it terrifies me at the same time because it's like, well, this is what I want to do, but I don't have a plan for it. But it's like, you will. Yeah. Like, give it time. You will figure it out. And you have people who will support you. Absolutely. Well. Also, letting go of being that go-to person for everyone and putting myself <laughs> first. I spread myself super thin. You do. And this is the control issues, I think, too, that I have. And it's where it's like, I always want to, like, I have to do it or else it's not going to get done. Or if I, I'll do it because then it'll get done the right way. Or, um, like, I want to people please everybody. And, like, you know, I spread myself too thin and I overcommit to things. And it's just like, hey, I feel guilty to the point sometimes where like, if I do take time for self-care. And it's like, no. Like, you need this. Mm-hmm. You deserve a break. And so not feeling guilty in that retrospect. And then letting go of trying to save people, especially, like, when it comes into, like, my future dating life. Like, not yeah. trying to fix people. And Good. Go. I'm glad that we just put that out into the universe because now next year. I had to get accountable for that. Y'all had to hold me accountable for yeah, this Yeah, like, we have to we just see if we actually did those things. <laughs> but I think going off of that, like, I tend to usually have this tendency to fix 
toxic people. Yeah. And one topic we wanted to talk about today was toxicity and letting go of that into the new year and different types of toxicity to help you identify it. And uh, I think we are all aware of certain toxic people who shouldn't be in our lives. No one likes a Judas, for example. Yeah. Those are the obvious ones. But these are people These are people who, for the most part, are easy to cut off or walk away from. However, there are also a variety of toxic personality types that aren't as obviously hurtful, but can be be just as hurtful if not more damaging in our lives sometimes we can be super hesitant to cut people out of our lives when they haven't overtly done something to hurt us Mm -hmm. and sometimes like we can't help it but we absorb some of that energy of the people in our lives and we should feel free to distance ourselves from toxic people who are continuously negative or who um like consistently exhibit patterns of less than an admirable behavior. And whether the person makes you feel belittled or anxious or villainized or vulnerable, you shouldn't be afraid to walk away from those people just because you're worried that the other person is not bad enough to justify like cutting ties with yeah. them. And we've definitely had to do this mm-hmm. um, with people in our lives. And yeah, especially over the decade. Like oh, <laughs> there's so many people yeah. that I don't talk to anymore. Oh my God. At the beginning of this decade, like I, there was, I don't talk to half the people I know. anymore. I've like really narrowed down who the people are in my life that are actually there for me and who care about exactly. me and who are positive people. I think when you go through something like major and something bad, that's mm-hmm. when you find out who your real friends are. Yeah. I think we said in the breakup episode, mm-hmm. that's when you really find out who your real friends are because they want to be there and support yeah. you and help you and out. And it's important to like not keep toxic people in your life because they're just going to continually bring you down oh, absolutely and just have this whole negative like energy that you're going to start to absorb and you're going to become negative yeah. and i started the decade out dating somebody who was completely toxic and i've it's been a recurring theme in my dating life because i feel like your first relationship really does make yeah. a basis for your dating life <laughs> uh uh, so it's something that going forward i have to be more consciously Mm -hmm. aware of and keep track of absolutely but we have different types of toxicity we want to go through these Uh, are fun (laughs) emily comes up with the most creative names (laughs) i will i am a writer (laughs) um so the first one negative nelly which is a popular name yes i mean i don't know um So part of healthy friendships and family relationships is feeling comfortable enough to vent and be honest when life isn't exactly going great. Time spent around people who solely focus on the negative will likely take a toll on you eventually, um, especially if you feel like you can't talk about the positive things that are going on in your life. Everyone deserves the occasional vent session, of course, but some people seem to be negative all the time um, and they don't want your help or your advice. And these friendships can be taxing because you can't fix your friend's mental health better than they can. Yeah, like you're not their therapist. Yeah. I feel like I've been friends with people who are like that, where it's like you, they only talk to you about like stuff going on in their lives. Like, yeah. Or that's, they, like, that's wrong. And they never ask how you are. Yeah. Or like, even if they do, it's like, they tell you a shitty story about something that happened to them. It's like, well, well I got I, a job promotion, yeah, but I feel like this is not I the time or place yeah. to bring that up now. Like yeah. it's not. And so, or they, they, they try to one up you like on how bad your day is. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, like, mm. like I'm sorry, your life sucks. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> and it, it's like, you can only console them so much, but it's like at the same time, it's like, I'm not your therapist. Like, yeah. Even though I would love to fix people. You're leaving that in 2019. <laughs> You're leaving it. <laughs> Negative Nellies, get out of my life. <laughs> Bye guys. <laughs> but like, I, I don't know, like you can't like just constantly like, just only vent to people yeah. about the bad stuff in your life and expect them to like like that's just 
it's draining to be around. It's always sad. And it's like, yes, like be sad. It's you have depression. Like I get that, mm-hmm. but don't come to me. Like I'm your therapist and talk to me about it all yeah. the time. Cause it's not, that's not a friendship. Or like sprinkle in some good things like here and there. Like, I mean, I know that yes, sometimes bad things are clouding your life, but like there has to be some good or like find something good Yeah, and like celebrate that. Yeah. Cause um, if you're, if that's, if you're just constantly like, a dark stormy cloud like Mm -hmm. i get it sometimes you have to reserve yourself and you have to be like your depression could be bad i get that i've been with people who have depression and i understand that a lot of my friends do i have dealt with it sometimes i feel like but i mean like i don't know i wouldn't feel like a friend at that point i'd feel like a therapist and it's like you're not paying me yeah and if this person's been doing this for like years like if it's a friend of yours that's been doing this for years like maybe it's Maybe it's time to like yeah. not spend as much time with them if they're affecting how you're like it feeling. Your mood. Yeah, exactly. Then, exactly. I mean, it's good to be there for people, but like you said, you're like you're not their therapist. You can't fix them. You're not gonna be able to give them the advice that they want because they don't want to hear it. They just want to yeah talk about it. Yeah, and then I think there's the Judge Judies of the world. It's not another yes. creative name, but we will get there. Then <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a difference between a friend giving you tough love. The um, because they know you can handle it, then being straight up judgmental. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely a friend. I feel like they can give tough love. Yeah, but you I, do. Uh, but you're but you're nice about it. Yeah, like it's coming from a it's coming from a caring place, right? But then there's people who are just straight up judgmental. Uh, for example, if someone's honestly concerned about the person you are dating, or a certain problem you're having, like you have an addiction problem, yeah, or yeah. Like not that I'm slut shaming or anything like that, but if you're like consistently sleeping around and it's not your usual behavior kind of thing they probably are looking out for you because they want to be sure you're happy and healthy yeah uh however if you feel like every time you walk around this person you're villainized or you're looked down upon it's probably time to cut the cord sis i definitely have been there before and i'll get into it in a second but some people i mean they're outright judgmental they will let you know they are judging you and the way they speak to you but others can be more sneaky, I think. Mm-hmm. So whether that's saying, like, you're wearing that or, like, those little subtle things yeah. like that, it's like... After a while, it's just like, okay, like... Do what, you, what what problem do you have why, with me? Why do you not like, like, what's going what's on? What's going on? There was a <laughs> like, that was the thing I wanted to get into, which was uh, the girl, the bride I mentioned a couple of episodes ago, I was yeah. my former best friend. We ended our friendship because she was... Like, I always felt like I was the villain, like, mm-hmm. every time I was around her, like, she always set out to make me the villain. I'm like, it was always my fault or something. And I could just never do anything right. And she was just super judgmental of, like, who I was dating, my style and everything. Like, she was always, she always dressed so nice, but, like, it always felt like a backhanded compliment. It was just like, like, why do you feel the need to point out, like, how I dress, how I wear my makeup all the time? Like, you say, like, you're complimenting me, but yeah. I feel like there's an ulterior motive here yeah. to make me, sub- like, self-conscious about it or something. Like, you think you're better because you don't wear makeup. Those yeah. kind of girls, which that's a whole thing. Like, not wearing makeup, I'm sorry, that's not a personality trait. Like, you're not special because you don't wear makeup. Like, you just, I guess, don't get people who do that. Like, yeah, I wear makeup. Get over it. But like, and that was always kind of vibe I got from her. Like she thought she was better because she didn't need it. And I'm like, you're not special. You're not cute. I don't think you're like, if you you think you're probably acting cute and everything, but you're not. Yeah. And she always made me feel like I was out to get her or I. She was so jealous of you. Like, I think that's what it comes down to. I don't know, I don't know why. Yeah. But I think that's why she like treated you the way probably that she Probably because she was like in a loveless marriage and I was out there living my life. <laughs> 
which but i mean it's just like there was nothing in my life i feel like for her to be jealous of yeah like, especially the time that we were friends like when, back when we ended our friendship like i was unemployed <laughs> living at home with my parents single there was nothing to be jealous about and so it's just like stop projecting your insecurities onto me and that ultimately that's what they're doing like yeah. if you have a super judgmental friend like that like that's ultimately what it feels like they're projecting their insecurities out onto you because they're dissatisfied with their own lives yeah and you know like you either no matter how they're treating you like no either one deserves no place like in your life like bottom line no friend should make you feel unworthy yeah that's not a friend it's not a friend no and you cut that out like you don't deserve that yeah then there are the one-sided olivias that's a good one that's a good one it's a stretch for me it's a stretch but okay But there's a fine line between wanting to be the center of attention and then just straight up not being involved or caring about your friend's life. Um, this person always makes every single story about them and they never bother to check in on you. Or if they do, it's on their time and usually for a favor. Like they'll text you like, hey, like what's up? And then it like is followed by like three favors. Yeah, and you're like, just what do you like, want? okay. But whenever they do like check in on you or want to hang out or something, you definitely know that everyone else in their life has probably canceled on them. So you're their last resort. Yep. If you have a friend or a family member who constantly leans on you for support, um, but is suddenly MIA whenever you're going through something, then it's probably time to reevaluate that friendship. Absolutely. They probably don't really care about you, whether it's borrowing money and then they promise they'll Venmo you back as soon as possible or they How call convenient. you. I know. I'm like, <laughs> or they like call you about their breakup for like two hours, but then you can't even get a reply to text about getting coffee. Um, that's when I would probably look at that friendship. That's so I know. It's so annoying. It's like, okay, like, I listen to you, mm-hmm. like, go on and on and on. But it's like, it, when I want to hang out and, like, do do something, like, you I can't even reply back to me. Yeah. Like, bitch, like, your red texts are on. I know you saw yeah, it. Yeah, I know you saw it. Like, just tell like, me you don't want to hang out. Like Exactly. And, I don't and, know. That's when I think you need to sit down and be like, okay, is this person even worth pursuing a friendship? I mean, granted, like, I <clears> date <throat> people who are like this all the time, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> but you deserve support. Uh, so don't settle for any sort of relationship, whether that's friends or a love relationship, where the give and take is consistently unbalanced. Yeah. I feel like there's sometimes where, like, I don't – I never mean to be this friend. Yeah. But the, I, I try not to have – this sounds bad. I try not to have many friends. Yeah. Because I don't – I know I don't have the time and energy to devote to every single friendship. You are definitely, like, my main – you're my main chick. Hey. <laughs> Like, what can i say we text every day <laughs> we do we li- like, yeah, i text you more than i text my boyfriend sometimes <laughs> honestly like we text each other every single day we literally know what's going on at all times yes and we're just so simpatico and just so yes. oh my god <laughs> but then like we talk we do this so we have something that we always are driving towards and talking about right and and we, we have push each on. other to like to like uh follow our dreams yeah. and like but like, be literally at the same time like i dated people who have sit there and told me what they ate for breakfast and i'm like i literally don't care but if you text me and tell me you had avocado toast i'm like hell yeah look at you being healthy side like, note i think i'm allergic to avocados oh no i had avocado toast the other day and my entire mouth was tingling oh my god your whole identity as a white girl has been lost now <laughs> my basic bitch status <laughs> is gone <laughs> So oh I'm allergic gosh. to tequila. You're allergic to avocados. Yeah. We've lost our basic bitch statuses. I mean, I, I'm just really glad I'm not allergic to tequila. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's a sad day, honestly. Oh my god. It's a sad day to be allergic to agave. I know. Uh, 
But so yeah. Small. Like, I tried really hard, like, because I know that I don't get to spend much time, like, with some of my friends. Like, some of my friends, like, they don't live here. So yeah. Yeah. they understand. And like, Or we, you, like, face, like, you FaceTime Caitlin all the time. Yeah. My best friend, one of my best friends from college lives yeah. in Rochester, New York. So, like, we FaceTime, like, once a month, usually we try to. I have another friend, Anna, who lives a couple hours away, but she, we, we, I text her, I Snapchat her, we send each other memes yeah. all the time. Like, <laughs> but we make an effort to, like, hang out every once in a while. And then I have some friends that do live here, but, like, I don't hang out with them a lot one-on-one, but I do check in with them every now and then. Yeah. And I try my best not to feel like, hey, like, I have a friend that I know I can go to to do this one activity, or I have one friend yeah. I know I can do this, like, mm-hmm. who will be down to get, who, Anna, she's always down to get drinks. Mm-hmm. Another friend's always down to go to see a movie. Another friend's always down to do this. So, like, yeah. I try to balance it out that way and not be, like, feel like I'm being one-sided. Like, yeah. Because I know idea. that I could, I could easily fall into that, where it's like, hey, I'm only calling you, like, because... Yeah. It could sound like, hey, I'm only calling you because I no one else. But it's like, no, like, I know I'm not going to ask. Know, yeah, like, I know you w- you like to go do this. So, like, that's something. Like, like I'm not going to ask Hannah to go see a movie with me because yeah, that's am, never going to happen. I am so bad about that's going to the gonna happen. My mom asked me to go to the movie and I'm like, eh, I'm okay. <laughs> like, I don't understand how we're friends, honestly. I don't know. Because that's my whole identifier yeah. as we've talked about. I know. And my boyfriend's always like, have you seen this movie? I'm like, honestly, don't know. <laughs> you still have never watched my favorite film. Like, I know. I'm a terrible day, friend. She has never watched my I favorite film. I always say I'm It's a, Baby Driver 2020. if you're curious. This is, this is, is that your resolution I'm, to watch I'm Baby Driver? I'm putting it out in the universe. I have it on DVD. Okay, I'll borrow it. I don't have a... <laughs> I don't have a... I have a DVD player hidden somewhere. Okay, it's on Amazon. That's so funny. <laughs> that is so funny. Like, all I want is her to watch my favorite film. That's I all know. I want. I will. 2020, it's happening. <laughs> you got, y'all got to keep me accountable. <laughs> so it's like... Text keep, me every day. Have you watched Baby Keep accountable Donner? in the Facebook group, guys. But it's like, I have other friends I know. I could like, yeah. hey, I know that they like films. Mm-hmm. They'll probably if like mm-hmm. they'll probably go see a film with me. Yeah, that's like, like that. my best friend from from college. She moved here, and her um about to be husband lives here. And like we don't hang out all the time, but I we love to go get our nails done together. We love to go get coffee, and we love to go to the gym. So like we those are things that I'll do with her. Uh-huh. That like we maybe wouldn't do. Like we have other things that we would do all the time, but um but we don't hang out all the time. Mm-hmm. Maybe like once or twice twice a month we'll like get together. Yeah, but then I I personally don't have this kind of friend. Yeah, if I do. I probably cut them out because I wouldn't handle it well. But it's the irresponsible Irene's. Mm. That's my favorite name. I like that one. That's my favorite one. It's I R I R. I was gonna say it's I R I R. Anyways, so this is people who can never admit that they fucked up. Like they, I think these people are the worst. Yeah. Honestly, we're all human and we all are entitled to make mistakes. But it's how you react to those mistakes that define who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. So if someone can never admit that they've messed up, especially as an adult, this is like a long rabbit hole. Yeah. You will never see the end of. And I've dated these people, too. Look at you. You're dating all of our toxic people we're cutting out in 2020. <laughs> who's going who's to be left to date? The good people. Where? <laughs> they exist, I'm telling you. I think they're all dead. Maybe. <laughs> but we should all respect people who are actual victims. Like, yes. if you're a victim of abuse or anything like that, like, full respect. Not, this is just not about you. Mm-hmm. But if the person keeps playing the victim card all the damn time, and I'm not talking about, like, that like the abuse victim card like i'm talking about how like you know like they messed up and like you know like their life was like they had a hard childhood but like it wasn't that hard actually they're just super unaware of their privilege like literally just go to therapy 
honestly, it's not my fault your mom did not love you enough. It's not my fault your dad did not hold you. Like, that's not my issue. Please do not place that on me. Go to a therapist. And those are the people who are the ones that are irresponsible. They're aware of their flaws. They don't get them fixed. I'm going real hard on this tangent. Yeah, you are. Go for it. <laughs> because this is all that I date. I, I'm not friends with these people, but I date these people, and I don't know why. But it's it gets tiresome and annoying when they keep playing the victim card in that way. I know some people literally think the world is out to get them, but trust me, no one gives a shit about you. I promise you. Like I said in the last episode, unless you're Zac Efron yeah. or you're dating Zac Efron, the Zachary Efron, <laughs> no one cares about you. I promise you. They might even care about you if you are dating Zac Efron. Let's be real. <laughs> Let's be real. I would get a t-shirt that said I'm dating Zac I Efron know, if you I was would. dating Zac Efron. You've said this multiple times. <laughs> But it gets really old really fast when a person consistently refuses to acknowledge that they're in a less ideal situation because they made some poor choices in their life and refuse to take responsibility for those choices and always place the blame on other people because of where they're at in their lives. And whether that be like, oh, like I had a shitty dad, so therefore I'm a shitty boyfriend. Yeah. No. No. You can change. You can change. Your dad may not be able to, but you should be able to acknowledge that mistake that he was making and change my dad did that his dad not a great guy not a great father my dad became a better father Mm -hmm. so like it's possible i promise you and my dad didn't even go to therapy to my knowledge so like there you go it just requires being self-aware yeah and taking time to sort your shit out i'm sorry irene's i don't like you (laughs) but you never know when the eternal victim is gonna decide that this time you're the one who's responsible for like you never know if they're being like the ones like this time you're the one you're the reason right, i'm yeah. unhappy yeah and no you're not i promise you you're yeah. not so it's get out of there like you know you can't you can't be the one that make them want to change and so there's no point in you trying yeah to make that change look at you take your advice <laughs> i preach <laughs> i preach advice all the time like i said do what i say not as i do <laughs> And then there are the controlling Cathy's of the world. Um, And when we hear the words controlling and jealous, uh, we tend to associate them with romantic relationships. However, family and friends can be as equally as possessive, if not sometimes more. Mm -hmm. Um, And while these traits in a partner can... Uh, be easily identified as deal breakers when it comes to family it's a lot harder um to confront that matter because yeah, they're blood definitely you know think that, yeah. and people who get angry with you for spending time with other friends and demand a lengthy explanation because you didn't respond to their text message immediately they are disrespectful of your boundaries absolutely um i i can't with those kind of people no. like I owe, don't owe you an I explanation. You yeah. Like I'm living my life. <laughs> I've met, I've matched people on, on Tinder who, or Bumble or whatever the fucking app is. And like, I had to, like with my schedule, sometimes I had to constant, consistently cancel. Yeah. Um, Cause work, school, all that kind of stuff. And then they'll get irritated. It's like, I don't even know you. Yeah, I, I owe you, you literally nothing. Yeah. nothing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think it's the same thing with friends. It's just like. You have to be understandable. Like, if someone's... And not think that if someone's consistently canceling on you, like, it's not your... Like, it's not you. No. Like, it could they, be seriously... Literally, that they, they could have just things, like, pop- popping yeah. up. I mean, it happens. If someone's canceling and not... Like, they're just straight up canceling. They're not like, let's meet up again. Then it probably is you. Yeah, they're probably just not But interested. if they're, like, 
trying to constantly like figure out a new time for y'all to meet up or something like yeah. that and they probably do care and they want to see you mm-hmm. but it's like it's not about you it's not always about you exactly and you should never feel guilty or forced to answer someone's text like that simply because you want to spend your friday night alone or with somebody else like, like there's sometimes where like i am thrilled when hannah cancels plans <laughs> i didn't want to get ready and go out dude same <laughs> but then there's other times where i'm like dang it i've had my makeup on and i am ready to go lighter for you <laughs> do you know how long that took yes i do i've watched you do it <laughs> But you deserve relationships with people who trust you and who will give you the benefit of the doubt. Exactly. Yeah. That's the key thing to take away from the controlling Cathy's of the yes. world. For sure. Yes. But the survival tip we want to leave you guys with, I think, for today's episode, which has been a whirlwind of an episode. We have recapped this entire year, this entire decade. Yeah. And now we've given you some advice going into the new year. Yes. Because we won't talk to you till the new year. And we have a lot of stuff we want to talk about in the new year. Yeah. And I think uh we have a lot of things we want to manifest in our new year we do which is a sneak pre at the uh next episode yes but i think our survival tip for this one is you know yourself better than anyone so if a relationship feels like it's taken a like a lot out of you and on your mental and taking a toll on your mental health ask yourself why assess the reason if you feel as if a person is toxic you shouldn't be made to feel guilty for taking control of your life without them in it so to cut ties if you feel like you need to, basically. Yes. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff we want to talk about in the new year. So if there's I'm certain so topics yes. that you want to know. hear, because we don't always want to talk about just about dating relationships. There's other things yeah, we want to talk about. Yeah, I ain't got much advice on it. I'm trying my best over here. <laughs> I haven't had that many experiences. I mean, honestly, like, you haven't had many experiences. I... <laughs> My experiences aren't the best, but, like, <laughs> but no, like we we want to talk about it because yes. it's something we love it's fun. talking yeah. about. But we also want to talk about other things too. So if you have any certain episodes that you want to hear, please let us know in the Facebook group or shoot us an email at hello mm-hmm. at thegalsguide.com or even uh, DM us on our Instagram. Yeah, we check those messages a lot. So we try, we try our best. Mm-hmm. But I think the best way, to, yeah, best way to get hold of us is on Instagram and then Facebook community, and then uh, email us at hello at thegalsguidepod.com. We yes. always check those. So feel free to hit us up. I know one person has suggested a Zodiac episode, which yes. we would love to. I just bought Tahana tarot cards for Christmas. I am lit. So <laughs> Maybe learn we those. Maybe do a tarot reading. Learn those. And yeah. We'll see how we'll well that some, goes. We'll do some tarot, <laughs> some tarot readings. Not making any promises on that <laughs> retrospect. And so that does it for our last episode of 2019 on The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also, like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and on our personal social medias, which will be linked below in the description. Also, again, please leave us a review on iTunes, a five-star rating, if you will, and a nice little review. We love to read those. Yes. And so thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey in the new decade in 2020.